0: Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. The impetus for this week's podcast came from a question someone asked me earlier this week. And that question was, how did you come up with the name Living Epistle for your podcast and ministry? And what's the meaning of that name? And so this person's question blessed me on two fronts. Um, when the person asked me the question, literally a smile um, came to my face. And so the first front on which this question blessed, blessed me was the fact that I've been doing these weekly podcasts now for over two years. And so there definitely are some listeners who were with me at the beginning who are no longer, maybe no longer listening listening now. And then there are those who are listening now who may not have been listening at the beginning. And so I just praise God that he keeps inspiring me to produce these podcasts. And I also praise God that he keeps inspiring you to continue listening to the podcasts. And so I just was grateful. And I'm saying, Lord, wow, I've been doing it long enough now so that people may not even remember how I came up with or how you actually came up with and gave me the the name of this this ministry. In this podcast. And so the second part of the blessing of this person's question was asking me about the name Living Epistle and its meaning. And I thought, what a great question! And it's really funny. When I first launched the podcast, my brother-in-law had said to me, now, what is the name of it? Is it Living Apostle? You know, so some people say Living Apostle. Some people say a bunch of a bunch of things, but the name of the ministry is Living Epistle. And so I thought if this individual who's been um, rocking with me for a long time had this question then I'm sure there are other listeners out out there who were wondering the same thing. And so I, I thought I'd take this opportunity in this podcast to talk about why the ministry and the podcasts are called Living Epistle. Well, quite simply, the purpose of the ministry and the podcast is to answer the question, what does a Christian look like or what does being a Christian look like On a daily basis, a Christian, one who is a follower of Christ or one who belongs to Christ or one who is devoted to Jesus Christ. So, again, the whole idea of Living Epistle Ministries to answer this basic question. What does a Christian look like on a daily basis? Or another way to put it would be, how do I live out my Christian faith on a daily basis? That really is the purpose uh, behind Living Epistle Ministries and Living Epistle Podcast. And so, um At this stage of my life, I have been going to church for as long as I can remember and I can recall people being one way on Sundays. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, all of the right uh, cliches, all the right church speak. And then Uh, I can recall them being totally different on Monday through Saturday. And I remember thinking to myself as a kid, how hypocritical and certainly as I began to grow in, in, in my faith, I really thought, what a hypocrite. And so I really began to see that being a Christian is not just what we do on Sunday mornings inside the four walls of our houses of worship. In other words, it's not just what we do in the building of the church. And the fact of the matter is, is that most of us, the average American spends somewhere between one to two hours um, in church on Sundays, unless, of course, you grew up like me in a Southern Baptist. And I don't mean that in terms of the Southern Baptist religion, but I mean being from the South, being black and being Baptist and growing up in church or my Pentecostal brothers and sisters or my holiness brothers and sisters where we spent all day in church on Sundays. Yep, and I can hear you, my holiness, my Pentecostals, my Southern Baptists saying amen to that. I hear you. But seriously, today, in 2022, most of us only spend two hours per week attending church—a church service on a Sunday, and usually it's on a Sunday morning. And so let's let's just say, for argument's sake, we settle on the high end that let's say we spend, on average, most of us two hours a week in church, and that's really on a Sunday morning. Well, here's the long and the short of it: that there are 168 hours in a seven-day week, and so if we spend only two hours in church. And again, that's at most for most of us who are listening to this podcast. So if we only spend two hours a day in church, or I won't say this on this podcast, but I would say in in America that we at most spend maybe two hours in church on a Sunday, that means we spend two out of 168 hours or 1.19% of our week in church. So that begs the question, what are we doing with the other 166 hours or the other 98.8% of our time? And so... Let me get back to the question or answering the question at hand. Where did the name Living Epistle come from? And again, as I've already stated, I saw people act one way on Sundays, be totally different the other six days of the week. And it was during my teenage years, really during my teenage years, that God began to impress upon my heart to be authentic in my walk with him. And let me be clear when I say authentic, authentic, meaning genuine, meaning true, meaning real. Authentic does not mean perfect. And so um, all you have to do is ask my wife or my children or my neighbors or my friends and even my detractors about me. And there should be some character character traits that are consistent among all of their answers, no matter when they see me, no matter where they see me, no matter what stage of my life, no matter where I may be. There should be something that is a common thread, that is a common theme, no matter who you talk to about me. That is that authenticity that I'm talking about. And so um, it was just a driving thing for me as a teenager to be real and authentic uh, in my walk. And so the scriptural reference for the name Living Epistle comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Again, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3 in the New uh, King James Version, and it reads... Do we begin again to commend ourselves or do we need, as some others, epistles of commendation to you or letters of a commendation from you? You are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit. Of the living God, and not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh that is of the heart and this was the apostle Paul who wrote this letter, and he was writing it to the Corinthian church, and he was writing it to the Corinthian Church, and again, this is second Corinthians, which means this is the second time Paul is coming to Corinth, and Paul was coming to combat um, some of the The teachings that had gone on from false teachings in the church of Corinth. And so as Paul was coming to bring correction, um, the people in Corinth were saying, well, by whose authority, uh, whose authority is Paul bringing this correction? And so to combat what uh, the critics were saying about Paul, his disciples were asking him, hey, Paul, can you give us letters of recommendation? In other words, can you tell us, you know, give us show something, showing your credentials, your your written documents showing under whose authority? You are operating and bringing correction to the church at Corinth. And of course, when we are doing wrong, when people are doing wrong, when we are doing wrong, uh, when when a word of correction comes, the first thing that we want to know or the first thing we ask is, well, who are you to tell me what to do? And that is, in essence, what the church at Corinth was saying. Well, who who are you, Paul, to tell us what to do and who gave you authority to bring correction to us? And so Paul's response to the disciples' request is what we find here in Second Corinthians chapter three, verses one through three. And so, um, in essence, if if anyone had a right to correct the church, it was Paul. Uh, and and before we really go into his response, his credentials. Paul talks about his credentials in the book of Philippians, chapter three, verses five through six. Just so we know who we're talking about when we're dealing with Paul, the apostle Paul. The Paul says that he was circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews concerning the law, of Pharisee concerning zeal persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness was in the law, blameless. In other words, he was an expert in the law. So if anybody had a right or the authority or the credentials to bring correction, it was Paul. But Paul chose not to boast in his credentials. Paul chose not to boast in his letters. And this is how we know when we're walking in the spirit. We know when we're walking under the power of the Holy Spirit, when we're faced with opposition, knowing that we're right in our position on On the matter, how do we respond? Do we respond with revenge, basically saying we're going to put that person in his place or do um, or do we say I can't wait for them to say this and I'm a I'm a let them have it both barrels or do we do what Paul did? Paul's response was instead of giving Paul's response was instead of giving you a, a piece of paper uh, about uh, who I am and what under what authority I act. Paul says in Second Corinthians chapter three, how about we become living letters or living epistle, a letter not written with pen and ink, but on, written on the tablets of your hearts. And that is written by demonstrating in real and tangible ways Christ's unfathomable love for all of humanity. Right. And so Paul's response was that instead of me having to write something on a piece of paper, they should really know who I am by how you are responding and by how you are living. So Paul is saying, again, it's not about my level of education or how many degrees I have. And this would be true of us. It's not about our education or how many degrees I have is not about our titles. It's not about our positions. It's not about our socioeconomic status or what neighborhoods we live in. It's not about how much money we have in the bank or the cars we drive or the clothes we wear. Being a living epistle, a living letter, because that's what epistle is It's a letter, right? Paul wrote the epistles. Paul wrote letters. Being a living epistle means that people's lives are impacted in real and tangible ways. People's lives are impacted in positive ways as a result of us being a part in them. Being a living epistle means that we are happy when others are uh, are happy and we're happy for them in their times of joy. And we praise them and give positive affirmation when they do something good. Being a living epistle means that we're sad with others when in times of sorrow. Being a living epistle means that we encourage and challenge and inspire people to do more than just the status quo or more than just enough to get by. The fact of the matter is when we are living epistles, we refuse to let our loved ones settle for mediocrity. We love them too much not to confront them when they're doing wrong. Being a living epistle means that our ultimate goal is for Christ to get the glory out of our lives. Again, family, being a living epistle really just means we must be authentic in our desire to be Christ-like. We must love our families, love our friends, love our neighbors, love our coworkers, and yes, even our enemies when it's difficult to love them. Being a living epistle means that we are operating in our God-given strengths and yielding our weaknesses over to the Holy Spirit. At the end of the day, being a living epistle means letting our light shine every day in every situation and every circumstances, no matter what comes, we're letting the light and the life of Christ shine before us. And that just goes back to Matthew chapter five, verse 16, where it reads, let Your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. You see, family, our families, our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers, our classmates, our teammates, our fraternity brothers, our sorority sisters. And yes, even our fellow church members need to see the light and the life of Christ lived out in us every day. The overriding principle behind Second Corinthians chapter three, verses one through three, this whole overriding principle behind being a living epistle is that people should be able to see the word lived out in us versus having a piece of paper that lists out our credentials. Right. A living epistle. Seeing the word, experiencing the word lived out in us versus us just having some initials and letters behind our name. Or in other words, something that just lists out our credentials. Our daily behavior should be so consistent with what we profess on Sunday mornings that our lives should be so transformed that when we have the opportunity to speak, Our words carry a different weight. They carry a different sound. Why? Because people have seen God's love lived out in us and through us. And so now they know that they're not just words. The words are only the cherry on top because people have observed and they have seen a life demonstrated and sold out and lived out for Jesus. That's what being a living epistle means. And so it's a fancy term. It's a fancy way. But family, I'm so convicted by it. As a teenager and as a kid that I want my life to be a living letter. I want people to be able, even as Paul says in Second Corinthians, chapter three, verses one through three, the only in the chapter uh, three and verse two in particular, he says the only letter of recommendation we need is you yourselves. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you clearly. You are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. That's what a living epistle looks like. That's what a living epistle is. So remember, family, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a Living Epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.